should probably preface this by saying we screwed up the schedule a little bit. We sure did. Because we want to be with each other to watch Killer Condom. And that didn't work out for us yet again. So <laughs> we're going to hit you with the ice cream truck tonight. Look, we just want to keep you on your toes. We just want to make sure that everyone is fully engaged and you haven't just started coasting as our listeners. <laughs> yeah. We want to make sure you're paying attention to our posts on social media, you know. Exactly. This is a test. And if you're here and you're <laughs> expecting to hear about the ice cream truck, then you have passed and you can be our friend. <laughs> Oh, man. This is I Hate It. Let's watch it. I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And as we've said about eight times at this point, we're covering the ice cream truck tonight instead of Killer Condom. You'll have to wait for Killer Condom. I want to say I could possibly be put in the doghouse again, but (laughs) in my defense, I didn't watch it prior and say, let's do this. No, I actually, I'm surprised to hear you say this. Why do you think you might be in the doghouse for this? What the fuck <laughs> was that? I'm not gonna, I'm not going <laughs> to say it was a good movie because it was absolutely not a good movie. However, it's perfect for our podcast. <laughs> it is perfect for our podcast. It worked out in that respect, but I felt that so many silent breaks in this movie mm-hmm. of just looking at characters laying on couches or <laughs> yeah not a very actiony movie no looking around in suspicion when even though nothing was happening like it was just very close shots of people's faces and it's yeah. just kind of like why are we so close to your face right now this is no motives and why is Lisa Ann Walter in this movie? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I see her. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Melissa from Abbott Elementary. What is she doing here? <laughs> oh, really? Because I think Chessie from The Parent Trap. That's where my brain goes first. Oh, okay. I, only because I've been watching, like, catching up on Abbott Elementary is why I'm like, oh, my God. Why is she in this fucking movie? <laughs> but um, yeah, that was a shock. That yeah, was a, I, I was not expecting to see a name or a face that I recognize. No. Although I want to point out that I guess the the actor who plays Max, he he was in Nashville and like a couple of other shows. So like he he seems to be relatively well known in in Hollywood. But I felt like he looked like a sort of year old. Oh, absolutely. And can I tell you the Google wormhole that I went down trying to figure out when he was born? Because this information is not available to the public. It's not. Very annoying because I specifically went to Google with the intention of finding out how old this person was. And I don't understand. It's 2024. How is everyone's birthday not public domain? I don't. Well, Well, after the Me Too movement i believe it became a whole thing for women at least that showing the year they were born or whatever is like not right i don't know why what it, it became yeah it was a what whole thing what does this thing. have to do with me too if anything shouldn't that be required so that you can make sure that somebody is of it's legal the right age, age. yeah <laughs> I, you would think but it was something i forget who it was but there was a whole thing about like we shouldn't have to show our ages on thing. like i guess agent ageism became a thing at some point and it was discriminatory like it was found discriminatory to know so like they weren't putting the years up on imdb and then all of a sudden like a lot of actors just don't have their birth date up at all and i'm like okay like 
Okay, well, this has, yeah, this has nothing to do with ageism. This has to do no. with the fact that they cast somebody who looks 45 to play an 18-year-old child. So that's my beef with the scenario. But I also felt that he looked a lot like KJ Appa. Yeah. Like a little, not, a little, maybe not um, a lot, but like... Rougher looking. A, yes. A little... Yeah, he, yeah, he's a little bit thing. huskier. Husky, I, think. I like that. He's still like he's got a very nice body. Oh, yes. but he's like a little bit thicker. I think maybe like KJ Apa is like a little taller, and so it kind of like stretches him out. I was a little gonna bit say more. this guy is definitely like a short king. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's a short king. <laughs> he's a short something. Praise the short kings. We're not discriminating here. I'm just saying we're not. But if you didn't watch the movie, we're just trying to give you a visual of yeah <laughs> his stature. Yeah, does that help? KJ Appa, but if you squished him down a little bit. <laughs> right, he does look like a squish down, KJ Appa. There we go. There we go. We got it. And it's it's got his natural brown hair as well. Not yep. The, not the redhead that we know from uh, Riverdale. <laughs> uh, okay, so now that we've like covered the important stuff, I guess we mm-hmm. should talk about the movie more so. Yeah. I... I don't know where to start. I mean, we can start at the beginning, but I also feel like I need to start at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, to give a quick just rundown, we get like a good 10 minutes of like a neighborhood shot. They're just showing houses like shots of houses. Yeah. Yeah. Houses. And it's got kind of a Halloween-esque song to it, you know, intending to be creepy and ominous, but still not sure where we're going with this. And the introduction to the ice cream man, the ice cream truck, whatever the fuck. I don't understand why it's about the truck, but fine. Right. Yeah. Although it's not an ice cream truck I've ever seen in in my lifetime. And I don't know if maybe the old ice cream trucks used to look like this. I'd assume so, but If that's the case, then I don't understand why there was not more of a concern about kidnapping by ice cream man back in the day because it looked i mean there's no windows there's nothing i don't know it it was strange yeah and it's a lot of hearing the ice cream truck song and Mm -hmm. then thinking oh where am i hearing that and then nothing comes of it (laughs) (laughs) right like i hear ice cream truck music right but where is it and should i be scared like it was very it was questionable. I wasn't sure if this whole movie was just a drug trip because it seems like at some point after she gets high, <laughs> things just start happening that make no sense. But that would never, I don't know, just watching it and then reading like the little, the quick little synopsis blurb. You're not getting, oh, she had a trip and this is all a journey. <laughs> like it just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. No, this movie has a a deadly illusion. It does. It does. Well, we'll be able to talk about it more after we've established the rest of the movie for you. Yeah, we should give some character names now. So we have Mary, who has moved back to her hometown. She has no family there currently. She just has decided to move back to the hometown. She came alone, and her husband with her two kids are back in Seattle. We're across the country. We don't know exactly where we are. We don't know where we are, but she does mention they're in Seattle. So... And she says something at some point about like driving across the country. So we assume somewhere on the East Coast, perhaps, but it seems warm out. I don't know. Like for like for me, I was thinking like Georgia or Florida. Yeah. Yeah. It's summer. Just based on the foliage. People have pools. Yeah. So she's outside and she gets the paper and she sees the ice cream truck. She also she walks outside. It seems like she's just woken up. 
I think she's and a nap queen like myself. She has she, to be. She has to be because she's on the couch for like 70% of this movie. <laughs> but she rolls out of this house like it's fucking 7 a.m. But there's neighbors out. The kids are already at the it's ice at least cream one truck. Yeah, it's, it is not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is not the hour at which she should be looking this sleepy. But, you know, as a nap queen, you know, myself, Mm -hmm. I get it. But it was just kind of weird because that's not really established as part of her character. So it's just kind of like, like, are you drunk? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't think we we ever get much about her. So get enough. Enough. Yeah, I guess. I didn't like her. All of a sudden, she gets sprayed with a hose by the neighbor's kid. Her reaction to this was shocking. (laughs) I thought she'd gotten shot or like hit with something. Like at first, I didn't know what happened because she like reacted so like, ah, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, all right, what's going on? Yep. And it seems like the neighbor won't cross the line of like property line. I don't know if you noticed that. Like, she stayed right by the tree with the kid. Yeah. And, like, would not cross it to, like, shake hands, formally introduce herself. I mean, she does, but I'm just saying, like, throughout the movie, whenever we see her name is Jessica, she does not cross the property line. Just thought that that would be a weird thing to go back to, even though it probably means nothing. I was just going to say, like, I don't think that ever matters. It doesn't matter, but she is a very, she seems like a very judgy, nosy neighbor. I didn't really mind her. She was a little bit nosy, but I felt like she was more so trying to be friendly. And I didn't necessarily think any of the questions she asked were, like, too personal or inappropriate or anything. No, but I think, and then she kind of went into, like, do you work outside of the home? I was like, ugh. That seemed a little judgy. I don't know. I didn't read that as like, because the way she said it, she was like, uh, do you work or just inside the home? Which like, I felt like was actually kind of nice to equate working an actual like office job and like equating it to working inside the home as a housewife or mm. homemaker or whatever. I don't yeah. know. I thought that was a nice way to say that. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like she had Justice a weird, for Jessica. <laughs> a, weird, <laughs> a weird tone about her throughout the whole movie. Like she seemed sus- in her own right and yet there was nothing to worry about when it came to her but yeah she just had this she always had these like wide eyes like I think she was a little bit over eager okay because I felt like maybe she knew something that we didn't know kind of thing no I think the read of her being a little bit nosy is kind of accurate but I didn't necessarily see it as such a bad thing about her she just kind of likes to know what everybody's up to and I think there's a benefit to that in your neighbors because your neighbors could potentially help you out if there's something weird and suspicious going on in your neighborhood and I I don't know I think there's sort of a benefit to having somebody who's a little bit nosy like that living next door that's fair and I I really didn't think she was that rude but and then (laughs) and then Mary is on the phone with her husband like not too long after and she's like this nosy fucking bitch who lives next door her name is Jessica and I'm just like you're so mean and even the (laughs) husband's kind of like uh okay walk it back a little lady she she really didn't do anything that to deserve that kind no, of it wasn't. It treatment. wasn't that bad. No, I didn't. I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> I also found it odd that, given the jobs that both of them have, her and her husband, mm-hmm. they were moving there because her husband got a job in town. Correct. Wouldn't he be the one to move first, and then she stays <laughs> with the kids, since she's a freelance writer and can do that anywhere? Just. I saying. mean, do we know what the husband does for work? She said it was some t- type of tech thing, I think. Mm, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, because she works from 
home, right. really. I mean, like, she's a freelance writer, so she's probably more She's flexible. not doing much of that, as we see. No, and it would make more sense if she was moving back to her hometown and she had family there. That might make sense. She wanted to go see them, or maybe they just she felt like she had more knowledge of the area, but she's really not using any of that to her advantage. No. So. Like, it's, it's, which I think is why maybe Jessica has sus vibes about her. <laughs> because yes, well, rightly she's so. like yeah i used to live here but also like also okay, have no connections or no like connections <laughs> and yeah it was just it's just weird and then like she even said she has two kids one is from a previous relationship does not matter completely irrelevant to oh no it's irrelevant but also <laughs> it's just going with my whole thing about like why she didn't stay with the kids like you're having your husband stay with oh with a kid that's not even his his kid yeah great points I don't Sorry. know what to tell I you just, about that I don't know I I just I got a little <laughs> deep in that until I realized lost in the like, weeds here yeah because literally nothing else matters I mean that doesn't even matter but I was just like you know trying to piece some things together hoping I'd come up with a solution to this movie but it's not mm, happening. no. So this delivery guy shows up with some of their furniture. The doorbell rings and it's a giant mustache with a man attached Mm -hmm. because he has a very aggressive mustache situation going on. He, he gives creepy vibes instantly. And Mary doesn't react to that. She's like annoyed by him because he doesn't really talk very much. And she's like trying yeah. to get him to be okay. So like you have my furniture, bring it in the house. Why are you being so fucking weird? But like, I feel like that's not the reaction I would have in that scenario because I think I would I would realize hey I'm alone in this house this guy is giving me very strange vibes I feel really uncomfortable but she just is antagonistic she's like um well bring it in then and you know do this and do that and I'm just like why are you bossing him around he could kill you in here and nobody I'm pretty sure he could I mean yeah he looks like he wants to kill you and I've no I also noticed anyone that comes within eye shot of her gives her the look up down and oh my god every man in this movie is fawning over her yeah obsessed and and also just weird men in this movie are not good people every single man we meet hits on her or tries to kill her or actually that's it those are the only two things yeah so that's men in this movie it's very stupid it's like the bella swan effect (laughs) (laughs) which i will never understand No, none of us will. (laughs) No. So he brings, you know, furniture in. And again, she's got that like snotty attitude with him where he's like, do you want to just make sure it's where it's at? Right. Well, this is after he walks in on her changing because she goes into her room to change her shirt because it's wet from when the kid sprayed it with the hose. And I don't know why she would do this because now she has somebody coming in and out of her house. Mm -hmm. So like maybe you should, you know wait to change your shirt or lock the door but she doesn't do either of those things and so he walks in on her while she's changing and again she's just pissed off she's like what the fuck are you doing instead of being like um i'm i'm gonna need you to leave or like call the police like something like i i just i don't think it's a proper reaction just don't don't piss this guy off and I also feel like none of her furniture was delivered. Maybe two things. <laughs> well, she gets the couch. We know that because the she couch, gets to, the bed, and a that. TV in a box because it's a yeah. brand new TV, I assume. And but she doesn't have cable, so she can't even watch the TV. So, like, what was the point of having any of this? shift we don't know but Mm -mm. jessica now shows up on her doorstep and she's got two of the other neighbors in tow 
Christina, who is played by Lisa Ann Walter, and Katie, who is like, why are you here? Because yeah. she, she has like no relevance really within the story. So they all really want to invite her to Christina's son's graduation party that night because she's got nothing else to do. She's all alone and they, they want to welcome her to the neighborhood. Again, very nice. <laughs> Yeah, fine. No, that's fine. They bully her into it. She says yes. The only thing that's kind of weird about that is Katie. I think Katie makes a comment about how, like, how long has it been, you know, since you had a night off, you know, because you had your kids you, when you were super young. or And she gets, like, real defensive about that. And it's like, okay, but, like, also, good point. Good point. <laughs> you did have your kids young. And then she does use that as, like, a defense throughout the rest of the movie, like, oh, I should go out because I have this time on my hands since my family's not here. It's like, whoa. Right. Okay. She's trying to, like, remember her single days, I guess. It's like a very weird rat bro kind of attitude. <laughs> Again, so. still there's no concept to the plot yet. Right, we still yes. don't know what we're We haven't with. even really seen the ice cream man. He's in that initial nope. opening sequence, and then we don't see we him We get again. a good half hour before we see him again. <laughs> oh, did you mark that? <laughs> I did, because it was bothering me. I'm like, why am I watching this? <laughs> I kept looking at the timestamp when I was watching it. I'm like, this movie cannot wrap up in the amount of time we have left, no. or at least like not in a satisfactory way, which guess what? It didn't. So <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> Shocking. So these ladies leave and then she's left with the delivery guy again and he's being weird and she finally basically pushes him out the door and he leaves. So like, okay, fine. Then the ice cream truck drives by. Mm -hmm. As she's watching him leave. But nothing happens. It's just a visual cue there. So skip ahead. We do this a lot in this movie where it's morning. Something happens in the morning for 30 seconds. And then we skip ahead until the evening. Yep. <laughs> so we are skipping ahead to 6 p.m. And it's very dark at 6 p.m. For the summertime, which is yeah. odd. She's walking over to Christina's house for this barbecue and she runs into Christina's son, Max, and his girlfriend, Tracy. And she's like, oh, is this where the party is? And then he's like, "Uh, yeah. And she realizes that it's his party. Mm. And then she's like, well, where are you going if it's your party? And they're like, oh, we're going to go smoke some marijuana. And then they're like, do you want to come? And Mary's like, sure. Why yeah. not? There's nothing inappropriate don't tell about, your mom. about smoking a joint with your 18-year-old neighbor's child. That you just met. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fucking weird. And, like, I know that the theme of this whole movie is her trying to reclaim her youth or whatever. Which, and again, so is not specifically pointed out. We were just taking what we were given because it's not. And also, it just doesn't... <sighs> It doesn't feel genuine. Like, it just feels very erratic. Her behavior just feels very strange. It doesn't feel like she feels trapped in her life. She's so excited no. to talk to her family. She's so excited to have them come. Like, she's happy with her husband, it seems. So, like, the fact that we're supposed to think she's so unhappy that she would do something like this is, like... Yeah, and, like, she's having this, like, you know, midlife crisis type yeah. of thing. Yeah. There was one scene at the very beginning where she was, like, really looking at her face in the mirror. And I'm, I'm in my notes and I'm like, what the fuck is she doing? Like, is she looking for bruises? Age lines? What is happening right here. i think maybe she was looking for age lines but that was not clear she just stared at her face in a mirror for a really well, long and time then, and then like kind of like... towards the end when she like is putting on shorts and like oh god examining her body yeah acting like a teenager she's like laying on the couch like on her stomach and she's got like uh she's chewing bubble gum and blowing yeah. bubbles and she's which like, we get to hear very 
Oh my god, yeah. I Echoes know. In At that first, house. I was like, "What is that sound?" <laughs> That's what anyway. happens when you have no furniture. And yeah. That's true. Yeah. It there's echoes. <laughs> nothing to dampen. Okay. So back to smoking pot with the mm-hmm. 18 year olds. They're supposed to be 18. Neither of them look remotely like they are 18. And at this point, I'm starting to think, I'm like, oh God, well, maybe it's a college graduation party because they didn't really say prior to that if it was high school or if it was college. Right. We do find out that it is supposed to be a high school graduation party. And that is just. That is just inaccurate. I'm sorry. He's not. This is like Greece when they cast those yeah. actors to play teenagers in the movie Greece. That's what this is. So Mary takes one drag off of this joint and she <laughs> seems like, like she is fucked up. Yeah, she walks into this party. She's like stumbling, stumbling. like <laughs> swaggering. And then she asks for more alcohol on top of it. She's just like. Give me a vodka tonic. Give me all the booze. This what? is where I was a little confused. Like I was a little like, so now I'm thinking maybe it's just we were supposed to get the vibe from behind her eyes this entire movie. But mm-hmm. uh, Jessica asks her, what do you want to drink? And she goes, well, like. Whatever's easiest. Whatever's easiest, which is something I would actually say, too. And sure. she's like, no, whatever you want. And then she's mm-hmm. like, okay, vodka tonic. And then they all look at her like she has five heads. And I'm like, you just asked her, told her whatever <laughs> the fuck she wanted. And then I'm thinking to myself, oh, maybe that's how she's visualizing it now that she's took one hit of a joint and her brain's all scattered. I, I honestly don't know because there's a lot of weird stuff that happens when she's probably not under the influence so it's just kind of hard to assess decipher that but it was just weird to me that it's like she literally pushed and told her whatever you want and then the minute she gives what she wants they're like uh like like oh "Oh, you psycho right like who drinks vodka tonics in a backyard like i it was just (laughs) very weird to me so max comes back to the party his dad's calling after him he tries to get tracy to go with him and she's like dude i am way too baked like i cannot with your family right now so he leaves her and goes back to the barbecue and of course the ice cream truck just drives on up and tracy flags it down this bitch has a craving for ice cream and she wants the store board the store yeah she wants she wants a nestle crunch bar Mm -hmm. and the ice cream man tells her he doesn't have them he's a purist so he only has ice cream which is actually interesting because i feel like that's how my grandma always was whenever she would buy ice cream for us from the ice cream man she would never get us like the little like the, the characters and stuff. Yeah, like the yeah. SpongeBob with the bubblegum eyes or anything. Like we would not get that. She was like, no, it's an ice cream truck. You're getting ice cream. And I would always be annoyed because I wanted the bubblegum. But anyway, <laughs> so he invites her into the truck to look and see how many flavors he has. And she goes in. So he shuts the door and kind of traps her inside. And when she tries to run, he slits her throat. It's mm-hmm. very bloody. It's gross and then somehow like her hairpin falls out of the truck and like onto the street yeah so that'll come back later oh will it we return <laughs> to the party mary is getting hammered but so is everybody else i think it's katie who fills her glass of wine oh, so yeah. much that it's like overflowing. <laughs> Like, it's, it's like, worse than a dawn pour. It is a... Yes. Game. Yeah. Why are all these people, like, getting Like, if you're so miserable, hammered. just leave. <laughs> At a high school graduation party. Like, what is happening? So then she has this really weird conversation with Jessica, where Jessica's basically implying, like, oh, well, so, like, your husband's not here, so you must be really lonely. And Mary's like, oh, well, it is what it is. And then Jessica's like, well, if you ever wanted to cheat, like, now's the time. <laughs> <She's> just like, <laughs> 
weird thing to say. And then Mary's like, nah, I have a really good vibrator. And she's like, okay. Yeah, like, well. what do we, what did, What are these conversations? I Yeah, they're very personal. But I guess everybody's hammered. So, like, they don't care. It's strange. And it was also strange because she has already kind of had some, like, sexual tension with Max. I did write is, down, are they going to fuck? Cause, yeah. I mean, it was palpable uh-huh yeah so she has another conversation with max and max asks mary if she's seen tracy which is weird because tracy told him directly that she wasn't going to come to the party because she was too baked right and so okay she was like I, I don't know but max also mentions that he does yard work on the side grass work i believe is what mm-hmm. he calls it which i also interpreted to mean like selling pot but at the same time, I was also thinking Stacy's mom kind of scenario. Yes. So, <laughs> so I was like, oh, great. So they are going to fuck. So <laughs> before she leaves, she does get hit on by Max's uncle, yeah. I guess, or somebody. One of my favorite moments was when Max said, that, oh, my uncle is calling me over. I have to go. And Mary says, he looks like an uncle. Yep. He looks like an uncle. Great. Cool. A plus dialogue happening. So yeah, this whole and all the dialogue. I mean, I think we've said this about a different another movie we've done. And I think I've specifically said it. It's such a monotone movie. Yeah. There's no excitement. There's no dread. I think the guy who played Max was the best actor because probably yes, I could feel him coming on to me. I was like, Oh, God, this man wants it bad. (laughs) You got the tingles and jingles. Max. (laughs) <laughs> needs to get his D wet so bad. <laughs> so Mary walks home from this party and she notices that there's a light on inside that she thought she turned off. Nothing comes of this. She makes a comment. She goes in. She tries the light switch. It's not working. She finds some cigarettes, which is in a junk drawer. And correct me if I'm have wrong. Have you had but- time for a junk drawer? Yeah. Have you <laughs> spent enough time in this house to have a junk drawer? <laughs> Was it the old owner's junk drawer and you just found cigarettes (laughs) oh great there's cigarettes in here i have no idea but it's fucking bizarre so she takes those cigarettes out back she lights up she hears a scream but is tracy not already dead by this point so then that's what i thought so is there another like screamed (laughs) death we is there another death that we just weren't that wasn't documented just for us to get the vibe of like this guy's on a spree I don't know. Well, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but there are no deaths documented, so. (laughs) Fair. Spoilers. So anyway, she goes kind of out front to check out what's going on, but there's nothing. So she goes back inside, and then we do one of those lovely cuts to the next morning. Yep. When she's out for a jog, which I don't know why she feels like doing that after all the vodka she pounded at this barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Talk about uh, like that is not a hangover cure. If no, I ever, no, I've never woken up after a party and said like, you know what I'm going to do this morning? I'm going to sweat it out. Yeah, I'm going to go for a jog. She finds Tracy's hairpin in the street. That happens first. And then she sees Christina taking out the recycling, all those bottles and cans that those yeah. people fucking drank to the curb. And so she stops to chat with her. And it's a very strange conversation. Very weird. <laughs> Basically, anything that Mary says, Christina, is like, what? Like, what are you talking? Like, she just very, like, dismissive in a way. And she's suspicious. Yeah. She's, she's suspicious. It's like she suspects Mary of wrongdoing, but she hasn't done anything yet. It's like I and- smelt you on my son. <laughs> <laughs> he was muttering Mary in his sleep all night last night. <laughs> so... 
It like starts because Mary takes out this hairpin and she gives it to Christina. And she's like, oh, I think this belongs to Tracy. And Christina is rightfully suspicious because she's like, how would you, you how would you know that? First of all, how would you know that? Because to her knowledge, Tracy was not at the party when right. Mary was there. So obviously Mary doesn't want to admit that they smoked a joint together. So she's like, oh no, yeah, she was uh she was at the party. Saw her at the party last night. And Christina doesn't question her on it, but she's definitely suspicious. Mm-hmm. And then Mary tells her that she drove all the way here with some of their stuff. And Christina is baffled that she drove all the way here by herself. She's Without like, weren't a gun. you scared? Yeah. <laughs> weren't you scared? She was like, no, what do I have to be afraid of? And she was like, well, at least, you know, you should have a gun. It's like, what? Why? <laughs> Where is this, this coming is, from? This is such a strange fucking part of the movie because it like literally doesn't matter whatsoever. And I, while I do agree that Mary's behavior to this point has been reckless, I feel like a long road trip is not necessarily something I would invest in a gun for. Yeah, no. And it's very odd that she's like so into gun ownership for, <laughs> for Mary. Yeah. It Especially was... in a household where she would have a young child. She has a five-year-old daughter. So like maybe we don't need a gun. Yeah. Oh, and so. then she, so she, after that weird exchange, Mary then asks Christina and goes, oh, I heard Max does yard work. Yep. And Christina's like, uh, sure. Like, right. she's- she looks confused. And I yeah. wasn't sure if she knew that he was also involved in pot dealing or had suspicions or something. But she does seem incredibly put off that Mary is asking about this and would want to hire him for yard work services. So she's like, yeah, her, uh, him and his friends, like, I'll let them know. Right. And so let's cut to the next scene where Mary is taking a nap on the couch. Mm-hmm. And this is at the point at which in my notes I said, bitch loves to sleep. <laughs> so she she does the same sleepy walk out of the house that she did in the opening scene. So I think you're right in assuming that that was what was happening at the beginning there where she had just <laughs> been napping and was came napping. out in the middle of the day. She sees the ice cream truck go by again. And then she says hello to Jessica, who's lurking behind her bushes over her property line. And then Max shows up with his hunky friends to work on her yard. But initially he like holds up a bag of pot and he's like, oh, so like, here's your pot. She's like, oh, I thought you literally meant yard work. She's like, well, I guess, you know, we do that too. We'll do both. And she's like, okay. But all she needs them to do is pull weeds. Like there's no... She, she was so confused in a way, too. She was like, well, I don't know what I'd have you do here. It's like, you asked them to right. come. You specifically requested it. And also, I think this was part of the conversation with Christina. Christina was really catty and was like, oh, your yard really needs some work. Or maybe it was Jessica. But like somebody had actually commented on the state of her yard, which appeared to be fine. It seemed fine. <laughs> I did not notice anything wrong with the yard. So he also mentions that he hasn't seen or heard from Tracy but he had like just broken up with her because he wanted to be single in college. And so like Mary's overhearing. This. She's like, mm, interesting. Right. So one of the dudes ends up ditching to go hook up with a girlfriend and obviously making himself a prime candidate for murder. Yep. So he leaves. And as he's walking over to this girl's house, the ice cream truck pulls up in front of him and is like, hey, you want some ice cream? And he's like, mm like not really and then he's like well like you should have some he's like well okay like (laughs) I guess so he asks for two chocolate cones and 
The guy is being real creepy about it, but he doesn't invite him into the truck. So he just gets his ice cream and he goes to the girl's house. She answers the door, lets him in. She's like, oh my God, she bought me ice cream. That's so nice. And then they're like making out on the couch while also eating their ice cream. It's melting everywhere. I'm like, I'd be so pissed if he was on my couch right now. And they do like, ooh, lick the ice cream, have a little kiss, lick the ice cream, have a little kiss. It's like, what? Like, this is inefficient. You should finish your ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Just eat the ice cream first and then get down to business. It's going to get sticky. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but the doorbell rings and she's not expecting anybody. And she's like, can you go get that? And he's like, I have a boner. <laughs> I have a boner. <laughs> it's like, oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm sorry about that, sir. So she goes and answers the door and it's the ice cream man. He's like, can I use your bathroom? She's like, no. "No." (laughs) So then he pushes her inside. He's like grabbing her by the throat and pushes her inside. The other guy comes to her defense, but the ice cream man like stabby stabs him with something. With a scoop. uh, No, I thought he bludgeons her with the scoop, but I thought he stabbed him with a knife. Possible. I just kept seeing the ice cream scoop going. Yeah, well, because he, yeah, after he he takes down the guy, then he starts bashing this girl in the head with the ice cream scoop. There's not enough damage to her head, by the way, when they show her. No. He's going at her with this ice cream scoop. There should have been. Unless we're meant to believe that it's like back of her head trauma, banging her head against the wall. I know. But it's the, uh, the amount of blood on the wall. Yes, he bludgeoned her. And so like, and her head is still somehow intact. But fine. Mm-hmm. he still goes to use the bathroom before he leaves. Though. Yeah, we get a good 10 minutes of him just we have to watch the piss. <laughs> He's taking his sweet time with it. It's fucking stupid. It really is. So that murder's over. We go back to Mary and Max. She pays him and she's like very openly ogling his bare chest. And we cut. We cut into the future because yeah. we're done with the day. We're going to go to the nighttime now. She's laying on the couch playing with a tennis ball because Very that's random. her idea of fun. And the doorbell rings. It's a food delivery guy. Ogling her as well. Yes. He looks her up and down because everybody loves Mary. And then she brings her food into the kitchen. While she's in there, the doorbell rings again. And it's Max. And she answers the door with, it's you. <laughs> okay. He's very forward about being there to the Mm-hmm. He uses the excuse of saying like, oh, I forgot to give you your marijuana. And then and then he's like, don't you want to invite me in? And she was like, long pause. OK, long pause. So many long pauses with facial expressions in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like they forgot their lines and nobody <laughs> decided to cut and paste. And yeah. And this is bad because, again, this child is 18 or supposed to be 18. She is married and. She has already smoked pot with him and now bought pot from him. She invites him in. She offers him an alcoholic beverage, but then she's like, oh, wait, I can't give you alcohol. Ma'am, you have already violated laws We're by so purchasing <laughs> and smoking marijuana from this kid. Like, what do you what do you mean? So he's sitting on the couch. She's sitting in the chair. He tries to get her to come closer. She won't. She's acting like she has no idea yeah. why like he's you want there. it too. You yeah. Asshole. Like don't don't pretend that you did not lead him on this entire time. And she's just encouraging him at this point. And so like don't act like you have no idea what's happening. I loved this part. So which part? He gets up. <laughs> no, hold yeah. on. He gets up and he puts a song on his phone, which I couldn't make out. I, he's yeah, like, I don't know oh, I love this song. Yeah. And then he goes to grab her hand to dance and they're kind of like slow dancing and she's surprised at how he could dance and he goes i was raised on dancing with the stars (laughs) (laughs) i'm 
like, this movie cannot get worse. I, I don't. And then he calls her Mary Mary quite contrary. Yeah, he's working it. He's working it real hard. He wanted to continue the rhyme, but she cut him off. Yeah, she. I mean, at this point, he's made it clear. I want to make out. I want to go and do things and, like, just break all the rules. And she's like no, we can't do this. I'm married and you're 18. And it's just like, okay, yeah, but also you invited an 18-year-old in your house to smoke some pot with you. Like, Mm -hmm. what are you doing here? So he agrees to leave, but he bullies her into giving him her phone number first. So he goes, but then the doorbell rings and nobody's there. And it's Mm -hmm. like, cool, cool. She kind of sees somebody hiding behind a tree, but doesn't do anything about it, goes back inside. Also, her front door annoys the shit out of me. Oh, why? (laughs) The windows are so big on it. Just all that you could see in and out. Like, I don't like that. Oh, okay. I didn't really notice that. But yeah, that's not a very good security feature. No. (laughs) The way, I mean, it's got like the lattice work, but it's so like actual windows are so big that it's like you could see everything. Like she doesn't have any cover on that. Right. There's no like shading. You can't hide. Like when somebody rings the doorbell, you can't hide from them because they will (laughs) see Which is so crucial. Yeah. It really is. You need a place to hide in case you don't answer the door. Thank you. And given that her doorbell rings 50 times a day, it seems, <laughs> I would, I'd be hiding all day. So we cut to the next day. <laughs> just cut There's, to the next day. Just keep cutting to the next day. It's been like a week already. It, it feels like it's been an eternity. And she keeps counting down the days on the phone with her family of like when she gets to see them. So I think it's like one more day. Like they're coming tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So at this point in the movie, it's close to an hour into the 90 minute movie that this is. And I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, how the fuck? How the fuck are we going to wrap this up in any kind of way? Mm-hmm. So we have the scene we were talking about earlier. She puts on her like Daisy Duke shorts. She's kind of having a moment where she's like, oh, my God, they still fit. I Right. Am, so am I young. hot enough for this? I'm not a I'm not a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. So she is loud. And then and like we literally cut from the scene to nighttime. Like nothing happens during this day. She puts no. on those shorts. And then the next thing we know, she's laying on the couch at night. And lounging, reading a magazine and blowing her bubble gum. Yep. And she gets a text from Max asking what she's doing. And she responds, again, this is entirely her fault because she responds and says nothing, which is code for what do you want to do? In my defense, I say nothing and I mean nothing. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Um, just like hearkening back to my days of being in like hookup relationships. It felt uh, like answering it felt like answering nothing was giving a green light when I would say that. If I didn't want to hook up, if I wasn't in the mood, I would make something up. But like if I was down, fair. I'd be like, yeah, nothing. That's what, what fair. Do you got going on. So he says he wants to see her before her family comes. And she's like, No. And he's like, You're gonna regret it if you don't. And then she's like, No, it's not a good idea. And then he texts her to meet him at the park in 30 minutes. And for mm-hmm. some reason, she doesn't say no. <laughs> so No, and we get this scene, another one of her admiring herself. And oh my she's God. in the mirror putting on lipstick for like 10 for minutes. For like, yes, for like so long. It's like, what is taking so long? Your lips are not that big. You're not Angelina Jolie. Like, relax. And I'm like, well, this is where I wrote like what the fuck is with this movie? Is she trying to be seductive for him? Like, it just... how Well, apparently, like, yes. <laughs> but she also can't brush her hair for shit. But she does put Tracy's pin in her hair. 
Right. Yeah, you're you fucking weirdo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, weird signal, I guess. I don't know. Are you know. trying to replace Tracy? Maybe. I mean, I think that's what we're supposed to think. Oh, God. But she also takes off her wedding ring. So, like, she's committed to this affair. So... She starts walking to the park and then we also see the ice cream truck revving up and getting going. Mm -hmm. And like in my mind, I'm like, oh, God, who's going to get to Max first? Because we see them both kind of like progressing at different times. And then we see Max standing waiting at the park and then the ice cream truck rolls up. And I was like, oh. But then Mary comes up right after and they're just standing there. And of course, the ice cream man comes out. He's like, you want anything? And Max is like, no, thanks. And she's like, I'll have a milkshake, I guess. And so he makes her a milkshake and then like drives off. So then they're going, they're hanging out on the playground on like a jungle gym kind of Mm -hmm. situation. And Max just like starts kissing her and she's like, "Okay." okay. And so I'm like, I'm like saying, I'm like, all right, cool. They're kissing. And then and then it quickly escalates to more than kissing. Yeah. They just drop down onto that jungle gym, start ripping clothes off. We get to see side profile of Max's butt, which is nice. This is where I questioned nice. my attraction to Max. Because I was oh, like, yeah? do I find him attractive? I can't Look figure it out. Look at that tush, though. <laughs> Look at that tush. Look at the tush. It's nice. I want to squeeze it. Mm-hmm. So they are fucking in this playground. It was kind of hot. I'm not going to lie. On a jungle gym, that's that's kind of hot. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I mean, that's a quick way to get on a sex offender registry, but she was also <laughs> on that road herself. Anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, she's already <laughs> fucking a child. So let's, well, he's 18. Technically, he's an adult. I mean, like, that's the only, the only thing saving her. But a teenager nonetheless. <laughs> <sighs> so anyway, they finish fucking. It doesn't last very long. So like that kind of is not mm. great for Max, but... Anyway, Mary tells him that they can't ever do this again or see each other. And I've never believed anything less from this woman. But all of a sudden, the ice cream man is there. And they're like, oh, like, what the fuck? Like, what is happening here? And he starts coming at them. So they're, like, scrambling to get away. Max, for whatever reason, is like, I'm going to draw his attention away and, like, runs just back to him. Right. Like, you get a head start. Meanwhile, she doesn't move. She doesn't run. (laughs) She just stays there he goes back and his plan to distract him is just to get stabbed to death (laughs) apparently so while the ice cream man is busy stabbing him mary runs and for some reason she runs Runs into his truck into his lair and she's like gonna hide in there she's looking for a weapon and she finds some like random piece of rusty metal yeah and then the ice cream man comes back to the truck she climbed up into like the front part of the truck so he for some reason does not see her when he gets in there he's washing his hands off or whatever the hell he's doing so she takes the moment while he's distracted to whack him with whatever thing she picked up he goes you whore you whore those are his final words you ice cream whore And she she picks up, I guess, his like milkshake blender. Like yes. I couldn't really see. And what takes it was. the blendy part. Yeah, and just drills him through the head with it. And then puts it on and lets it fucking do its its mixing. It's quite gross. It was very gross. She stumbles out of the truck. And now would you like to tell us what happens for the next ten minutes? She wa- okay. <laughs> <laughs> she walks in this type of slow motion that it's not slow motion because no. The rest of the scene, it's real time. And she's just walking super slow. I thought he was going to pop up in the back. I thought that they were setting that up. Some anticipation because literally it's just her walking. (laughs) 
And she's got this weird fucking look. Like, it's a defeated look, but it's also like a Traumatized. Look. Yeah. Yeah. And she's just kind of like, yeah. But again, it's it was the longest walk. The longest scene of anybody walking in a movie ever. It was but then like, what do we get after that? Cut, cut scene. To the next day. <laughs> cut to the next day. It's Sun like, shining. Birds yep. chirping. <laughs> So the kids and the husband arrive and we finally get a husband, a name for the husband, because I've been calling him the husband the whole time in my notes. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, it's fucking Steve. So Steve arrives and, uh, you know, she's greeting them out in the driveway. She is totally fine. She's mm-hmm. behaving totally normal. She's super excited to see them. Real happy. She says hello to Jessica, who's again outside at her hedges. You know, they're just totally normal. And then what the fuck? Max and Tracy come strolling down the sidewalk. Welcome to the live as can be. And she just kind of waves them and is like, hey guys. And they're like, welcome to the neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. It's like, what? And then Steve calls out the cuts and scrapes on her hand. She's like, oh, I was doing yard work. That's what that's from. So they go inside. They're like in the house. And then there's sort of a pan to like the sidewalk where you see the creepy mustache moving guy standing, lurking out there, just looking at the house. Yeah, and then it cuts to black. And that's that's the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. What are we to believe? Yes, I'm really glad that we happened to re-release Deadly Illusions just a few weeks ago because that movie had such a similar ending feel where it was just like, wait a minute, what was real in what I just watched and mm-hmm. what was not real? And also, like, none of this makes sense now. <laughs> No. So what was it all a dream from her many naps? Right. Did she get uh, some wonky weed and she had some type of hallucination? She was on a trip for several days. Yeah, because I think the point at which we're meant to, to believe that stuff stopped happening was sometime around the party, the barbecue. But obviously, since Tracy did not get murdered, did she show up to the party afterwards? Was she really there? Was she never there? I think they smoked pot together. They definitely smoked pot together before the party. But then like after that, it's kind of unclear. So then from that point on, she imagined everything else. Uh, Yeah. I mean, she must have because did she really find Tracy's hairpin? Did she really try to give it back to Christina? Maybe that's why Christina was like, what the fuck are you on about? Like... (laughs) I don't understand. And then, so, like, Max never came over to do the yard work. She did it herself. It was all an illusion. It was a deadly illusion. It was a deadly illusion. And, like, what was the point of this movie? There was none. What did we do here? Because, as we said, we we really didn't feel like it was established enough for her character that she was feeling old and tired and missing her youth. I think that came across only because they told us that. Mm -hmm. But... It didn't feel genuine. And what did the ice cream truck have to do with any of it? No, there was no reason. No. And like if it was a symbol of nostalgia for her youth, it doesn't really make sense in terms of the people that the ice cream truck was the ice cream man was killing. Because maybe it makes sense if she was trying to take Tracy's place in Max's life or whatever, like in her mind. To have him kill Tracy, sure. But then the friend and the friend's girlfriend, why kill them? Why kill Max? Like, none like none of the rest of it makes any sense in terms of a symbolic elimination. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it just, it doesn't. And I, <laughs> there's a review on IMDb 
And it was two two out of ten. Made no sense. (laughs) And of course, here we go. It gets a two instead of a one because Deanna Russo is so hot. Who plays Mary. So whatever. (laughs) Incorrect, but okay. Okay. So this person had several questions, kind of like we did. What's with the creepy mover? What's with the creepy party guest? Why is the ice cream man killing people? How can he stay in business when he only stops to kill people? (laughs) Why doesn't his truck have license plates? Character development is done with all the subtlety of a sledgehammer. (laughs) Odd when there are so many threads left hanging, let alone lack of, let alone the lack of a plot. Avoid this movie. (laughs) Right, like they kind of solve their own problem by instead of having an explanation for the ice cream man and why he's killing people, they just made it a figment of her imagination. (laughs) She's like, well, it doesn't have to make sense because it didn't actually happen. And it's like, well, fuck you. That's not good enough. Well, ready for this? The director oh. announced at a Q&A after the premiere that there might be a sequel about the delivery truck driver. But is there? Did it ever happen? Because this came out in 2017. He wasn't necessarily the, the character I was hoping for a spinoff for. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Definitely not. But no, it doesn't look like there is anything. Is there anything in development? Upcoming projects? No. So I guess we're... Shit out of luck on that one. Alrighty then. But yeah, it clearly was a favorite. I mean, it was the weed. It was the weed. Is that, is that the lesson <laughs> we're supposed to learn weed. here? Don't take weed from teenagers. That and probably don't, don't sleep know with whether. Them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lesson learned. I thought it was going to be a morality tale because the ice cream man seemed to be targeting people who were doing, indulging in like, you know, vices. So the yeah. weed, sex. and affairs lies whatever so it seemed kind of like it was a a morality issue for him but again we we don't ever get motivation for him no closure on any of that (laughs) so oh well and it's interesting that it was called the ice cream truck when correct truck didn't really do anything truck was not uh i wouldn't say a main character no so the the title's misleading yes although it was a cool looking old-fashioned truck I will say. I didn't like it. It gave me no. bad vibes. I don't know. It just, it felt like, um. Like it was meant like to a, be in a horror movie? <laughs> yeah, like a rape van, kind of. A rape, I mean, any, yeah. It didn't have any windows. So, like, I always kind of feel suspicious about big vans that don't have windows. Fair. So that was the ice cream truck. Hope you enjoyed it if you watched it. If you didn't, don't worry. Don't need to. Don't need to. You don't have to check this one off your list, we promise. But yes, finally, next week, if you have been anticipating for this whole month, you will be getting Killer Condom. So, you know, freshen up on your German (laughs) in case, you know, you don't want to watch with subtitles or anything. Join us for what should be a very, very funny ride, I I have to assume. The anticipation has been building for months. It has. And that goes (laughs) into, I mean, next week is February. Wow. Yes. So we'll have our other list coming soon. But yeah, so be on the lookout for that. And of course, you know, all the places to find us for any and all information to come. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Do you have anything you'd like to add? January 25th is opposite day. So fuck you. Hate you. (laughs) Go away. (laughs) Never want to see you again. And to all our listeners, fuck you. Don't oh, <laughs> now I know Stay it's away. opposite day, but come on. <laughs> well, now I, I can't say I love them because now they're going to think I hate them. Right. Just, opposite day is very confusing. It is confusing. So I guess that means we hate you all. Yeah, we hate you all and we won't see Darn. you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Till not next time. <laughs>